Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. The Lord be with you, Tulare Community Church. My name is Ryan. I'm excited to be able to be here with you. I invite you now to hear the word of the Lord from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. Luke 24, verses 1 to 12, it says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Friends, this is the word of the Lord, and we say thanks be to God. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hey, again, my name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at Tulare Community Church. It's a joy and a privilege to be here with you all. Whether this is the third time you've been at church, tuning into church this month, or the first time ever, we are so ridiculously glad you're here. Today is both the finish line of one journey and the beginning of one we've been living for the last 2,000 years. Lent is finally over and we're left with an empty tomb. Fair warning as we get going, today is not about seven easy steps to a better, more successful life. Today is not about a moralistic teaching that separates the good people from the bad people. Today is about an event that, if true, is the most important and significant event in the history of the world. And today we're going to look at that event through the lens of a question. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? What does this question have to do with the most important event in the history of the world? Well, let's find out. Here's where we are in Jesus' story. Jesus has been traveling and teaching for the last few years, and after gaining some notoriety and a bit of a following, the Jewish religious leaders in Judea, Samaria, and beyond feel that their power and control of the region is threatened. And as we looked at a few weeks ago, whenever the powers that be feel threatened, they act. And so they bribe one of Jesus' closest followers to betray Jesus to them. In the middle of the night, Jesus is arrested and taken to the Roman political leader of the region, Pilate. False accusations are hurled at Jesus, and demands are made that he be put to death. And so he's convicted, with the death sentence deserved by a murderer. And so Jesus is led to the cross, a brilliantly cruel torture device conceived of by the Roman Empire. Two sections of wood nailed together, one lengthwise, the other width. Nails hammered through his hands, nails hammered through his feet to that very cross. Thorns twisted into a crown, forced onto his head, blood dripping down his face. Struggling to breathe, pain beyond imagination coursing through his body, Jesus hung there, suspended. 
After a few hours, Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he breathed his last breath. His heart stopped beating, and he died. A short while later, a man named Joseph collects Jesus' body. He wraps it in cloth and takes Jesus' body to a tomb, a cave in the side of a hill. And his body was placed on the ground of this cave, as was the custom, and a giant rock, like a huge stone frisbee, is rolled in front of the entrance. Now, moving that stone required several men utilizing tools to create leverage. Certainly, no one would be able to get out, and many would be needed to get in. And so there, Jesus' body lay, wrapped in cloth. Sabbath day passed, and on the third day, a group of women that had been traveling with Jesus, they get up early, early in the morning, and they go to the tomb, perfume and spices in hand, ready to treat Jesus' body. But when they get to the cave, they're surprised to find the stone covering the entrance already rolled away. Confused, they look in the cave and find the cloth lying on the ground, as we're told in the book of John, but no body. Suddenly, two men appear, clothes gleaming like lightning, two angels, as we're told in Luke, and the women fall flat on their faces, aware they're in the midst of something remarkable. And the angels ask the group of women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. What are you doing here? Of course he's not here. This is where you'd find a dead body. Well, yeah. I mean, he stopped breathing. His heart stopped beating. He died. The women saw his body lying in the tomb. It's kind of a rude question, really. But did you hear those three words that fundamentally changed the world forever? He has risen. What does this mean? Well, if true, this means that a dead man has come back to life. He was dead and now he's alive. Jesus' body is in the tomb because his body has risen from the dead. And maybe you've heard this so many times that you've grown numb to it, or maybe you've heard this before and you've thought, well, okay, but that doesn't really change my life at all. I've still got a mortgage. I've still got bills. I still can't find a job. I haven't seen my daughter in weeks. Why should I care about a dead guy coming back to life 2,000 years ago? And if this didn't happen, If a man didn't really come back to life, then you shouldn't care. No one should. If a man didn't really come back from the dead, then none of what we're doing here matters. The Bible doesn't really matter. The church certainly doesn't matter. None of this matters at all. And all that any of us should care about is doing the best we can with the time we have left. But if it did happen, If Jesus came back to life days after he died, then it is the most important thing that has ever happened. And it's the most important thing that has ever happened because it means Jesus overcame the only inevitability that we assume in life, death itself. 
And if Jesus defeated the most powerful force in all of creation, death, then Jesus must be the most powerful force in all of creation. And if there is a more powerful force than death, which has been more powerful than every mortal creature that has ever lived, then that force must be God. Which means that God came down into the world. God suffered pain, humiliation, and torture. God died. But on the third day, God, in the person of Jesus, came back to life, which means that Jesus will never die. And if Jesus will never die, that means he has eternal life. And so if we believe the Bible when it tells us that we share in his resurrection, if we share in his death, if we die to our sins and live for him, then we share in that eternal life. And if Jesus has had victory over death, then he is life itself. And if Jesus is life, the only thing or person that death could not hold down, and we share in that life, if we believe in him, if we live our lives for him, then why would we look for the living among the dead? There is life and there is death. And if the resurrection happened, then Jesus and only Jesus is life. So why do we keep looking for that life anywhere else? Money, prestige, influence, stuff. None of those things are inherently bad, but they're not life because they're not Jesus. God suffered the world, suffered the cross, suffered death itself to be able to offer eternal life to anyone who believes in what he's done. And that is the best news ever. Because it means God was willing to do anything to save you from yourself. He loves you that much. God defeated the sin that has plagued humanity since the very beginning when Jesus resurrected. And he defeated the death that comes with that sin because he wants, doesn't need, wants to spend eternity with you. Sin and death will not have the final say. In Jesus' resurrection, the reign of darkness ended and the kingdom of God began. Again, if the resurrection didn't happen, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then none of this matters. But if he did, if it was God who took our place on that cross, died for us, and defeated death itself, then nothing else matters. There is no middle ground. Either Jesus died and that was the end of the story or Jesus died and came back to life to offer victory over death to us all. A victory which entails a life eternal. A life without pain. A life without death. A life with God. A life of forgiveness and joy and love. The same love that he poured out for us on the cross both now and forever. And so today, we all have the opportunity to make a decision. Did he die? And that was that? Or was the stone rolled away, tomb empty, because he rose from the dead? If he did, then he is life itself, and there is nothing else more important. So the question remains, if Jesus is life, Why would we look for that life anywhere else? The invitation is this. We can keep looking for the living among the dead, 
among the things of this world that can bring relief, maybe for a moment, but will ultimately always fail us, or we can acknowledge that true life has come from God himself, life offered to all through his resurrection. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.